Knows Death, starring Nicole and Jemmy and Maria QK. Welcome to Mother Knows Death. I'm here with Maria, and we are doing a special holiday episode this week. You guys ask us a lot of questions every week, and we can't get to all of them, so we thought this would be a fun episode to answer a bunch of them while we're taking a little break from the news. So, all right, let's kick it off with a question I'm sure you'll love. What is one habit each of you has that drives the other one crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I could tell you what mine is with you, is that you talk too loud. I constantly feel like I'm like, shut up, you're talking too loud. I learned from the best, so I don't know what to say. I think I, I think, um, I really think I have like a noise, like an auditory noise thing that like triggers anxiety in me. So, um, but yeah, when we're, if we're like out at a restaurant or something, I, I just feel like she talks like a hair too loud and I just like don't want people here in my business, but it's really not that big of a deal. How about me? <laughs> Please, it's too many to count. I really can't even tell you off the top of my head. If everybody doesn't know, we work together like 10 hours every single day, not even physically. Like we're texting the second we wake up. I'm there for eight hours, and then we're texting afterwards. Or, so it's actually or on the more. phone, and then, like, holiday get-togethers. And, of course, like, we just have family dinners and stuff every couple weeks. So it's, like, not even a break on the weekends most of the time. I guess my number one thing you do that drives me crazy is when I'm trying to get something done that's time-sensitive that you're edging me on about that's time-sensitive, and then I'll ask you a question, and you won't get back to me like an hour and I'm like dude I'm trying to do this it's because I'm thinking if I don't have yeah I am I am really bad at like if someone sends me a text message and I don't know what to say right away I just don't write back and I'm like oh I'll deal with this later and then I don't I'm like really bad at that so sometimes if the little clips come on Instagram four hours after the episode (laughs) is up well it's just because I'm trying to think of, of something that's all All right. Are autopsies performed on holidays like Christmas or do they have to wait until after? So in the hospital, in at least the pathology departments that I've ever worked at, they were closed on Christmas Day. So we would and on the weekends, actually, too. So we would only do them in extenuating circumstances on the weekends or um, like after hours. But at the medical examiner, they're open every single day. They don't close. So, yeah, some autopsies are being done, just not at hospitals. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that they were open on Christmas. People die on Christmas, believe it or not. Okay. Is there anything to be concerned about Botox filler being injected into a body? Like a dead body? (laughs) Or into your body? Just a, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get Botox and filler, so I try not to think about it because I it's one of the like benefits outweigh uh, the risk kind of thing. I don't, I don't per- personally have not had any issues with it, but I've read horror stories from medical journals of of issues, and. The one thing I would say is that I go to Dr. Dimitri. I love him so much in Morristown, New Jersey, which is, what, like 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia probably? 
could get there mm-hmm. fast. Um, but I just love him so much because all he does is that's all he does is fillers and and Botox and he's an expert at it. He goes to special classes all the time. He's you really need to know the anatomy of the face because if you if you inject anywhere wrong, you can give a person severe problems. And I think that there's a risk with any procedure, medical procedure, even if it's something as small as like a tiny injection, but to decrease your risk, you have to go to somebody, like obviously everyone doesn't live in Philadelphia because then everybody could just go to Dr. Dimitri, but you have to make sure that you go to someone that isn't just like your family doctor that learned how to start doing Botox. It's like someone that is it's their passion in their life and they are well versed in anatomy and all of the different products and they know what they're doing that's all i could recommend i i do know that some of them carry side effects but you just have to read the pamphlet and make sure you're not on certain medications or have underlying health conditions okay are suicides more common during the holidays i I don't know. I don't work at the medical examiner's office. So, and when I did my internship there, I wasn't there during the holiday time. I've heard that that's not necessarily true. You know how they say there's the most domestic abuse calls on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. There's like all these little things people say. I just, I, I heard it's not true. There's, I, I mean, unfortunately, there's lots of suicides every day. That's, that's all I could say. Do we dream about death? If so, how frequent and realistic or not? Um, I would say almost never. I had, I've had a couple, um, bad dreams really about like Gabe at work, honestly, that's happened a couple times, but, and I don't know, I don't even think that that's triggered by anything that, that we either talk about on the podcast or just like what I've seen in real life, more just like real life unfortunately real life situations where people that we either know or uh we know through friends that have firefighters that have died in the line of duty it's um always something on the back of my mind it's not frequent though it's just like a couple times but um other than that no i don't i don't do you no i i have really crazy dreams all the time but never really about dying i'll have ones that people get hurt in my life or i get hurt but nothing like they're so they're so like fantasy based fantasy i mean like fictional based that like they're so outlandish that they couldn't be real so when i wake up i'm able to like get out of it pretty quick even if it's really disturbing my mom probably my mom so let me tell you about my mom she like She's so annoying with her dreams. She'll just call and say, I had the craziest dream. And then she goes on this like one hour story about all this shit that would just never happen. And I'm like, what is the point of you telling me this right now? Like it's all the time that I was like, mom, I don't want to hear about your dreams anymore. Like write them down and make a book or something like nobody cares. It's one of those topics that I think, like, I personally hate hearing about people's horoscopes. I don't care. I don't care what the moon aligns. Like, I'm sorry. I can't get into it. I I know everybody thinks I'm into it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care what time I was born and what the sun, whatever. It's dreams are, I feel, in that category, too, of just, like, things people, when you start telling somebody else about a dream you had, they're like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, when the kids tell me their dreams, I love when the kids tell me their dreams because I could, 
I do like dissecting like a dream and 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 hearing like when the kids just say all this like really outrageous stuff. I'm like, oh, well, you can attribute that to when we talked about this the other day and this when we talked about this the other day, because I feel like if you do have bad dreams, it almost kind of freaks you out that you had such like sick thoughts while you were sleeping. But you always I feel like you could always look back and say like that little piece came from that and that little piece came from that like Usually these things don't come out up out of the blue. They're just like very scattered. So I do like it with the children because I, I do like explaining it to them. I think it helps them like not be as scared. Yeah. All right. What's our favorite episode of The Nanny? Oh, God. I This it, is so this hard, is for, so me hard for me to pick too <laughs> because I just love like every episode. I, I actually like need to start watching that again. It's just so good. I love when the episode when she's on Jeopardy. I love the episode where she meets Barbara Streisand because that's how <laughs> I imagine I would feel if I met her. Uh, well, she doesn't even really formally meet her because she's supposed to go to the concert, but then she sends Cece with her dad to go to the concert. But then Barbara calls her on the phone. Um, Who would so you say your favorite cool. character on The Nanny is? I mean, Fran, but side character, Niles, the butler, definitely, he's so hilarious. I know. I, I, I was actually going to say Niles, too. I think that he's he's so funny and on point with the insults, and it's just, it's such a, kinda, it's such a well-written show. I kind of hate the kids, honestly, <laughs> but... I don't, I don't I, hate them. I just don't, I don't really, like, no, I don't, I don't mind them as much. Some, some shows I really, like, can't stand the kids, and you know who I, like, the kid that I don't like is um the kid in the elf movie i just think oh yeah and i don't not like him as a person i just think that he wasn't it it was it's the only role in the whole movie that i'm kind of like i don't know if i'm feeling it but um i think i think it's good because they're supposed to be like spoiled rich kids right like and and well let's not forget the best character which is grandma yeah grandma yetta is (laughs) is like she really is the best like the whole the whole thing is just is just really and and um the mom her mom what's her name i can't why can't i even think oh, uh, sylvia. sylvia yeah like there it's just it's just such a well-written show i love it so fun fact a couple of years ago i saw this comedy special that fran drescher was part of in new york that got taped called women of a certain age and I didn't even know it was getting taped. I just saw she was coming and it was affordable. So I was like, I'm going to New York for the day to see her. And I was sitting right behind Renee Taylor, who plays Sylvia Fine. And she is even more fabulous in person. So that was a really cool moment for me. Yeah, she they're, they're just so great. All right, what's next? Where can I send pics of pathology to submit for your page? What's what's the email Nicole, Nicole at <laughs> her email that she doesn't My, know is Nicole at the Nicole at the Dora Modern. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I it well it goes right to my phone and I don't I don't use it like that so it goes to my phone yeah, though I'm I will a tech t- guy and I yeah she's the tech up. guy but um yeah send send me stuff there it goes right to my phone I could see it and um if it's something that we could use we'll definitely use it I use user submitted things all the time so. Please and send us um, news stories too. If if you're interested, if you see something that happens during the week, my mom sends me. She, my mom sent three stories this week, and I'm like, I got it already, mom. <laughs> She's so she loves when we like don't have something, and I'm like, 
We're on. She t- did come through with the monkey story. Yeah, the though. monkey story was good. What's your favorite Christmas song? Song. Well, you think my favorites? We need a little Christmas by Johnny Mathis. I feel like it's sounds like during that time in like the fifties and sixties when they were all on the crazy pills and like I just imagine them like being like, oh, like no that yeah. <laughs> dancing around like all amped up on whatever pills they were giving everybody back then and he just sounds like so crazy and I just think of the behind the scenes of making that song and for some reason it makes me really think it's funny I can't even I'm not accusing him of being on pills I'm just saying no it it is like it it really is like it's really grand (laughs) um yes I I don't know like I have this right now I have this whole station set up that plays like all the older songs which I prefer Anything by, like, I love Andy Williams so much, so all of his songs. And then I am kind of a sucker for, like, the old religious songs. I really like them, like Noel and, and stuff like that. Oh, I like Like, I love too. Noel. And, um, like, obvious, I, I think, and the new the newest song that I like is, like, the Mariah Carey song, which isn't even new. I think it came out when, like, right when you were born yeah, or something. Yeah, it came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, but that, I don't like, my kids were trying to get me to listen to, did Did you hear that song they were like obsessed with about a snowman or something or a snowball? And no. and they kept saying, that, look, can we listen to it? And they want to listen to Taylor Swift. And I'm like, eh. You need to influence their musical taste more and put on Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas album because that was the pinnacle yeah, of my they, childhood. They're just not, they want to listen to Taylor Swift like all the time. And I'm just kind of like, and I don't, I don't like hate her or her music. I just like, I'm not, I'm not into it. Like I just, I like what I like and I'm an old lady and I like the old stuff. And Nat King Cole your- too. Don't forget about that. Oh yeah, that. Nat King yeah. Cole's great. Who's your favorite historical figure that's died? I guess that we've covered. Oh, for like a celebrity death section? Well, not a celebrity. Like I would blanket it as like for me, I would say Marie Antoinette because I think her story is really interesting behind it with the revolution and the beheading and then get into the wax museum and all of that. Yeah, that was a really cool one. Marie Curie was a really good one. Oh, yeah, that one was really cool. Yeah, we do so many of them that you're that. And I love, of course, I love the Marie Curie one because she was just like a pioneer scientist when women weren't doing that kind of stuff. So I love that. And I love that about Marie Antoinette The when we were learning about uh, Madame Tussaud and her whole story was super cool too. It's just cool to think like in a time where women were usually not doing anything that they were doing this like really huge stuff. I, I just like love stories like that. No, Marie Curie was cool, and at that time, we were reading the Radium Girls for the Gross Room Book Club, and that that really opened my eyes to toxic chemicals and everything, so that was definitely really interesting to see, and not to mention, she's just total badass lady, super cool. Oh, yeah, and what, the, the Radium Girls was such a good book. You guys have to read that if you haven't read it. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's long, but it's worth every second. But, I did the audiobook, and it was so good. Yeah, it was so, so good. I did, too. I, I was gardening out back all summer and listening to the book. It was great. And then then after you listen to that book, then you want to read our high-profile or celebrity death dissection on um, Marie Curie, and it just kind of all goes together, and it's just so good. Okay, tips for shadowing a pathologist. So... Things are weird now because of 
HIPAA, strong HIPAA on top of COVID. Hospitals have changed a lot. And I don't really know exactly how things are, but it just like things that I'm hearing how hard it is now to shadow. Um, my only suggestion to you would be to call a pathology department at a hospital near you. Maybe you want to try like a smaller one that doesn't have as much going on because you might be more likely to be allowed to go and see if there's a way that you can go in there and shadow a pathologist for the day. You'll usually get a hold of like a secretary and just say, hey, I'm in school for pathology or I'm in doing my prerequisites for pathology and I really wanted to know if I could come in and look at the, watch the pathologist work for a couple hours. Um, the, the whole like, I want to go see an autopsy thing is just something that you just have to ha like be happy if you stumble across it because like a lot of people would say, oh, I want to come schedule a day to come see an autopsy. And I would say, well, like, I can't, I can't predict when someone's going to die. So I don't know. Like we would have, sometimes we wouldn't have an autopsy for a whole entire week at the hospital. And then other times we had two a day the whole week. Like it's just, you couldn't predict it or schedule it. So if you do go follow, there's always surgical pathology every day. You could always look at them dissecting something. And then maybe there'll be an autopsy too that you could so happen to get in on. So do you have to be in school to be access to be granted access for that? Or could like a regular person interested in pursuing the field that's not yet in school do it? I feel like I would say no. I feel like like back in the day when I first started, it would even be sketchy to just let someone come in and see an autopsy just because they wanted to. Because you have to think like that person's a patient at the hospital and there's like charts that we have laying around and their their names written on the specimen containers and the toe tags and stuff. So it's like th there's HIPAA concerns. I know at some hospitals I hear they don't even let nurses that work at that hospital look at an autopsy, which is insane to me. But it's like yeah, that doesn't seem like it should be it, right. It if doesn't, they but be they're continuing their education. They just they're hospitals get scared so and and you know what I mean so they just they're just trying to cover their ass so I, I feel like a smaller community hospital might be a little bit of a better bet because they might not be so they might be a little bit more lenient okay next did I teach myself to embroider and the answer is yes I started crocheting first because I went through a summer of I took the kids Nintendo Switch because they weren't using it and then I was playing Animal Crossing all summer and my headaches were really bad because I was going from staring at my phone in the morning to working on a computer all day to then staring at a Nintendo Switch all night long and was becoming a vegetable. So I was like, I need a hobby that's not with working on a screen and I could just kind of sit there and mindlessly do it. So at first I started teaching myself to crochet, but my brain just really doesn't work that way. And I could barely get like an oven. Which is or funny little... because, so we just did our, what our, my dad's side of the family Christmas party um, last weekend. And we do like a Pollyanna between all of us. It's really fun. And Maria got a crocheted blanket that my aunt Terry made, who's almost 80 years old, right? Or she is yeah. 80 years old. She turned 80 last I think year. she is 80, yeah. Yeah. 
and she made like she's like whips out blankets like it's nothing like and and she she i'm talking to her about it in the bathroom and she's like i only do one or two stitches and i was like dude you made a whole blanket like really fast i you i, I was trying to teach the kids how to do like one little line and it's it's just like not easy to do if your I brain and mind can't do you know yeah, I just, I couldn't do it. I tried a bunch of different things and my friend Julia is really amazing at it. And she also will sit there and just whip something out while her and her husband are driving or something or just when they're watching TV, I just can't do it. So then I um, I thought to do, well, Julia actually suggested that I do the embroidery needlepoint. So I started off by getting a couple of kits off of Amazon that were really easy and then I like worked my way up and since Christmas is coming up and I've been making everybody presents, I've been going off and like doing my, I actually just finished my first really big design. So after Christmas is over, which will be when this episode is out, I will be posting all of the embroideries I've been working on for the last three months, but I obviously can't right now because I don't want to spoil them for everybody getting them. But um, I'm really proud of this one in particular. I just finished and it's it's really soothing to just sit there and do it there's a lot of forgiveness if you mess up which is what i need and i wasn't seeing with crocheting so i think it's cool and my big project for this winter and early spring is i'm going to be embroidering us uh phillies cardigans that oh yeah are a little i can't more wait in our for style because baseball gear is just so ugly sometimes so <laughs> oh it yeah, really I'm is and you know we were talking about this too like Taylor Swift has been all over the news like going to these games and she's just like wearing the same old crap that we wear to games I'm like if she can't wear some like super cute gear and like look different than any other like female sports fan it's just like not going to happen for us but we're determined to make like really cute Phillies gear at least for ourselves (laughs) on that note somebody asked who are our favorite Phillies players Oh, well, I don't know who to say who is my favorite because I don't necessarily have a favorite. But obviously, like, Lillian loves Bryce Harper. So we I love Bryce Harper. Everybody does. Um, Real Muto's Lulu's favorite Philly. So he's one of ours, too. Castellanos, we're happy that we heard some rumor that he was probably getting traded. And we're, like, happy that that didn't happen. And um, uh, Stott... Um, What's the other one's name? Oh, Alec Bohm. I have a Bohmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Who, we have what, a really good team. What right obvious now. ones am I leaving out right now? Uh, Marshy, my favorite. Oh, Marsh, I yeah. love Brandon Marsh. Um, yeah, I like, I really think we have such a genuinely good team. I love Schwarber too. I think he's Oh, so yeah, cool. obviously. He, with, uh, he, yeah, you yeah. know what? I would actually say, I, there's something like I really love about him because I think that he's like, He's just like older, but like, and and people are always like kind of talking shit because he doesn't really do that great. But then when he goes up, like when he does do great, he does really great. So, um, yeah, him too. Everybody, I, really, I love our whole team. It, it's just like such a great team. Yeah, they, we have a great team, and I think like biased but not, we have the most handsome team in the MLB right now. <laughs> so yeah, that that I've is been true. paying attention. No, yeah, because when um, we go to um. We go, we see a lot of the teams, you know, we go to a lot of games. So yeah. I agree.
This episode is being brought to you by Stink Bomb. Did you guys listen to my episode the other day with Dr. Daniel Westcott? We talked about some stinky things at a stinky job working with decomposed bodies. And we love Stink Bomb. I wish I had it when I was a student. And honestly, I'm probably going to send him a little package of it because he's currently teaching at the school with lots of decomposing bodies. And I'm sure the students would not mind a Stink Bomb gift. No, that would be really awesome of their teacher to be like, here's this, pick your favorite flavor, let's get through this day together. So everybody could use code MKD15 at stinkbombodorblocker.com for 15% off all the products. Thanks, Stink Bomb. Where do we each shop for our clothes? So my, I would say my number one place that I shop for clothes is J. Crew because... They have um, their jeans. I just wear like one or two different cuts of jeans because I'm, I have really long legs and I have like really, really, really wide hips. And I think that they're, they just fit me the best. They, they have high-waisted pants that don't like scooch down my butt when I, you know, when I bend over and stuff. They just fit well. And also I'm constantly like fluctuating in between the same 10 pounds and they fit when I'm skinny and they fit when I'm fat. So <laughs> um, they're my favorite jeans that I would say I wear every day. And I like their sweaters. I just like, I don't really, um, on a, just a normal day, I just wear like a sweater and jeans and, and uh, Doc Martens. What do, like, yeah. Where do you go like normally? Well, most of my clothes are from Express because I find that they have really good neutrals and I really like the way their jeans fit me and I just get bodysuits because I also wear a lot of cardigans and stuff. So like typically my summer go-to outfit would be like a bodysuit with jeans, sandals, and a cardigan or something. And then in the winter, I'm strictly like big socks, leggings, oversized crew neck sweatshirt. So I get a lot of vintage stuff. I, I would say most regularly I get clothes at Anthropology, but I refuse to pay full price there. So I only, when they have like right now, they're having a huge sale. So like that's when I'll buy a couple things. But also typically that could be a failure because if it's on sale, it's most likely because something's weird about it, which I found a lot. So I guess between Anthropology, shopping vintage by winter crew next i like to get when i travel so i get one in like a city i travel to and then i wear those so that's for the most part yeah, i think i get I like i get my nicer clothes from like nordstrom or um anthro too but i yeah but like every day i don't really dress that night i like to look like put together but i don't wear like a nice a nice shirt or a nice black pants or something on a normal day you know no i mean i look like a total slob every day we're not doing this, so i don't think i well I, I look like a slob on on mondays for sure because that's the day we write our high profile or celebrity death dissection and i'm just like literally sitting at the computer for at least eight hours if not more um and i i mean i always get up and get dressed but barely <laughs> Also, I went into Loft the other day, and I think they have a new creative director because I wanted almost everything in there. I haven't been to Loft for a while. I wish that uh, Jenna Lyons, obviously I love Jenna Lyons, and I wish she was back at J. Crew. like, what was that, 10 or 15 years ago? Because that was just, yeah. like, amazing. I wish she would be my personal stylist. Um, but, yeah, that's it. 
All right. Do you like fruitcake? I honestly don't think I ever had it. I don't think I've had it either, but I don't really, I'm not interested in it. Like, I don't even like when we get like water ice and there's little chunks of anything in it. I feel like it's too chunky for me. What's I have texture issues. I don't. I would stuff. try it. I just didn't ever try it. But um, I, I, you guys know I don't eat gluten, so I doubt. Like, I don't know. Gluten-free fruit cake sounds pretty terrible, actually. But I'll try. I'll try anything. What scares you more than anything else? E.T. Tornadoes. <laughs> Which is a recent fear because all of a sudden New Jersey's like Oklahoma over here. Just getting a tornado warning every other day. What's your favorite movie? Moonstruck. Moonstruck? Um, I have kind of a tie between Parent Trap because it's like pure childhood nostalgia. I love that movie. And then... The Trinity of Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, and Billy Madison. Yeah, they're all good, and, too. It's, it's really hard to pick. And Pride and Prejudice with Kara Knightley and uh, the guy from Succession. I always forget his name, but I love that movie so much, and I will watch it anytime and just think so. It's such an amazing story. I love Jane Austen. Do you know what movie I, I love? Movie. Um, Bottle Rockets. Oh, I've never seen oh that, actually. Oh, my God. I love it so it's much. It's on my list. It's so good. I'm actually going to tell Gabe. Well, I have this rule that, like, around Christmas time, we only are allowed to watch Christmas movies. He was like, we had a little date night the other night, and he was like, let's watch Oppenheimer. And, I, and I'm and i like, no, we have to watch, like, Scrooge or something. We can't watch We can't watch a non-Christmas movie. So we're in that, too, of we do, like, our own, like, 25 days of Christmas thing, but we took a break the other night to watch Killers of the Flower Moon, which was so incredible, and I loved it, and I actually have an article that I want to write about a component of that movie, um, and once a month, I'm a huge movie person, like, I love the theater, I love the popcorn, me and my two friends go once a month to see a movie, and it's, like, one of my favorite things to do during the month, so... I love, I definitely love going to the movies. I love everything about movies. Okay, what is the best slash coolest way to go out that you've heard of? Like to die? Yeah, to die. Oh, um, I don't know. I'd like to go out notebook style, hand in hand with my husband at the same exact moment. Cause I yeah, I didn't. I never saw the way. notebook because I feel like I'll just cry the whole time. Um, I can't watch it. But yeah, I like anymore. Like obviously, obviously, like like we were just talking about in a previous episode about a a woman that was on her hospice bed with with sores in her mouth from radiation and stuff. Like I definitely don't want that. And yeah, I mean. I think, obviously, if you can die with your... I always tell my husband that um, I have to die first because, like, I just won't be able to handle if he dies, you know? And Unless you die at the same, same exact, exact time. time. Yeah, I guess. that's totally realistic. That would, be, that would be the best, I guess. Hopefully, it's when we're both really old, though. I mean, that movie... You can't watch that movie because it's like they grow old together after having this amazing love story and then the the wife gets alzheimer's and can't remember and it's like him retelling her their life and then they die together it's like 
Yeah, I, no thanks. I, I just like have no interest in in feeling like shit. Like on the topic of death, are morgues the most full during the holiday season? So yeah, actually, I would say just from the hospital, yes, just because. Like I was saying earlier, we, like the hospital's closed. Well, the pathology department is closed on Christmas Day. Well, in the hospitals that I've worked at anyway, they're starting to open them more every day. But like Christmas Day and um, just, you know, the normal holidays, 4th of July. And actually the the worst time I ever had was during a Memorial Day because we, we were closed, you know, for, for Christmas. Well, this year Christmas falls on monday right so that could happen too it's like the three day in a row so you have monday tuesday and the memorial day is like monday and we like were running out of room in the morgue that they had to bring the bodies to another hospital to put it in the morgue because it was full what's your pet peeve um i feel like i have so many pet peeves that like way more than the average person of just like things that get on my nerves, I guess you would say. Um, I don't really, I don't know. Can, do you, can you think of a specific one that? For me, a big problem. Oh, I, I, have I just thought of one. Is when like I, I'm talking to somebody and they're clearly not listening to me. And then I know it's going to come back that they weren't listening to me. And then I get super annoyed because I'm like, I just said this and I'm not repeating myself again. Yeah, clearly you don't have children yet because that's that's like the story of my life every well, with day. with kids, you have more patience with it. When you're talking to a full-grown adult about something, you expect that they're like not going to blow you off. So one thing, it is very annoying One pet me. peeve I have is that people do this like weird thing. And, it, and I've noticed it with people that have children and people that have animals that they like come really close to you in a store and they start talking loud to either their child or their animal because they want you to like look at them or pay attention to them or something. I don't know. It just drives me nuts. Like I was in Home Depot recently looking in the plant section and this lady is walking around with a huge dog, which I'm just kind of like, why do you need to bring a, a hundred pound dog in the Home Depot anyway? That's like side note. And she's like, let's go over here. Let's look at these plants here. Would you like this in the house? And I'm like, you're fucking talking to a dog right now in Home Depot. And on top of that, like, I don't, like, she kept, like, getting close to me. And I'm like, I don't want to pet your dog and engage with you right now. People do it with, with little kids, too. And, like, we, Gabe and I were at a diner recently. And when I'm out without the kids, like, I don't want to be bothered by other people's kids because I have my own kids all the time. And this, like, five-year-old kept on coming over to the table and the parents were just letting the kid come over. And I'm like, dude, I don't... Okay, hi, your kid's cute. Get away. <laughs> all right, that's a little Karen-y, but on the I, note I, of... I'm Karen. What do you want to say? <laughs> we'll wrap it up with, what is the weirdest foreign object you found in a person excluding anal or vaginal cavities? Um, I don't even well, know if you could say. Well, one time I was cleaning out a colon on a lady that had a bowel obstruction and she had to get, she got her entire colon cut out for a bowel obstruction. So all I do is get this colon in a bucket that's full of shit. I don't know what the bowel obstruction is, but she was in a nursing home and she was like in her 80s. So I like, I assume she's got a, a tumor in there, right? 
And I open it up because we have to open it to clean the poop out as soon as possible because all the bacteria in the poop can like break down the lining of the colon. So we get it out as, as soon as possible this way because if the, if the lining gets broken down by the bacteria, then the pathologist isn't going to be able to see anything under the microscope. So I'm cleaning it out and then I start just finding like crazy shit, like giant paper towels. And then I found like one of those like mesh bags that you would put like onions or oranges in. Oh, and I was weird. like, oh, hold. and then I found out that she was like, she had Alzheimer's and she was like eating bags and paper towels. Um, and that's what caused the bowel obstruction. But that was a little, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, so that's, that's probably bad. like non, non-vaginal, anal, weirdest thing that I just so happened to find. No, actually, oh, yeah. I have another one too. What? I have two. I have another one, and then I have a story of one of my okay. students. <laughs> one time, I got a, another small bowel obstruction. It's like the, the the one. Another pet peeve I have is that when you get a specimen from the, from the surgical unit or something, they don't want to give you any information. They just put small bowel obstruction. Okay, so I get this little. It was like a cute little segment of small bowel. And I opened it up and there was like a, a whole entire piece of broccoli. Like, I don't even understand how a person not only swallowed it, but it went through their entire stomach and then into their small bowel where it finally got lodged. It was like a straight up huge head of, of broccoli. Another one, this is, this is even better because the broccoli is like not that interesting. This one's pretty interesting. One of my students got the same exact thing and opened it up and there was like a finely wrapped up $100 bill in, in the small bowel. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your questions. If we didn't answer your question today, don't fret because on Fridays on the at Mother Knows Death Instagram, we post a little question box so you could ask any question you have there and we will try our best to answer it on the next week's episode. So we hope you guys have a very good new year. Thank you for listening to us for the last couple of weeks. It's been an awesome start to the podcast, and it's been really cool. Yeah, we've been having so much fun. We love the questions. Um, we don't mind talking about our personal life. We're pretty open with, even if you think we're Karens, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for just for listening and everything. We appreciate it, and we're glad that there's been so much interest in our show. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Mother Knows Death. As a reminder, my training is as a pathologist assistant. I have a master's level education and specialize in anatomy and pathology education. I am not a doctor and I have not diagnosed or treated anyone, dead or alive, without the assistance of a licensed medical doctor. This show, my website, and social media accounts are designed to educate and inform people based on my experience working in pathology so they can make healthier decisions regarding their life and well-being. Always remember that science is changing every day and the opinions expressed in this episode are based on my knowledge of those subjects at the time of publication. If you are having a medical problem, have a medical question, or are having a medical emergency, please contact your physician or visit an urgent care center, emergency room, or hospital. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother Knows Death on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.